Welcome to another episode of The Expat Wife. My name is Tina and I'm the host of the show. Well, this episode was supposed to be released during the summer. It actually was number 12. But after the recording, the sound quality was so bad that I made the decision to re-record it. But then life and summer took over. Is it only me or are summer holidays never as relaxing as I hope they are? It always feels as if everyone is at the beach while I run errands at our home base in Europe. But nevertheless, I think we had a very adventurous summer, but it was also good to be back in our host country. But before I start talking about the flight from Frankfurt to Ho Chi Minh on August 3rd, 2021, I want to thank you all for your amazing feedback on each guest. I think I can talk for all of them that your comments and messages were so encouraging to keep on going. But it also is good to hear how their stories boosted other women's confidence in what they are doing. But now, let's jump into our move to Saigon. In the last single episode, I was talking about how not to move home. In this episode, I will talk about how we move during the pandemic. So, no advice here, only our story. And therefore... The first question should be answered. Why on earth did you move during the pandemic? And here I need to go back to the day in February when my husband asked who wanted to move to Vietnam and we all happily shouted, me! At this point, Vietnam was open within the country. As mentioned earlier, there were no many restrictions. School were operating normally, we just wouldn't be able to travel. Unfortunately, this changed in late spring as corona numbers rose in Vietnam and more restrictions emerged. I remember calling the admissions lady of the school in Saigon we intended to send our kids to, asking if it would be safe to come. And she laughed, saying that compared to Europe, all would be fine. And so we kept on planning. Knowing we would move with a big company gave us peace of mind. I wouldn't have done it on our own. But anyway, the final signature came through at the end of May. Starting point was planned for September 1st. No regular flights were going in and out of Vietnam, only special charter flights. And so we've been told we would leave on August 3rd on a plane organized by the German Chamber of Commerce. We were flying from Frankfurt directly to Ho Chi Minh City. To avoid confusion, Ho Chi Minh City is also called Saigon, and I will use both names in this show. Okay, so we had a flight date and the planning started. Most preparations for this move weren't different from the move to China 10 years earlier. We had to get our vaccinations, do cultural and safety trainings and started learning a new language. I must admit here that my husband took it far more seriously learning the language and I gave up quickly. The most challenging part was that we had to translate all our documents and as Germany was still under corona restriction, it was highly problematic. There were weekly deadlines when specific papers had to be handed in. Quick spoiler alert, this was going until we sat at the gate before boarding our flights. But I will talk about this in a minute. The number of days we were sitting at home and saying it seems we won't be able to make this deadline was uncountable. However, It always worked out. We had a short conversation about whether husband would go without us. But there was one thing we promised, all or no one. During the pandemic, we had heard of so many families which we were separated for months. And this was something we wanted to avoid. 
we knew we would have to quarantine in a hotel room for two weeks and for another two weeks in a service department. After that, we would be free to go. I think we had the benefit that by this time, most of our friends had experienced two weeks of hotel quarantine. Remember Kim? She was a great source of knowledge and stalking Facebook friends also helped. We were allowed to take four suitcases and we mainly packed these with games and things to do. The rest of our belongings would be packed on July 29th to 30th, divided into three parts. Air freight. These were the things that had been delivered within 10 days, so we knew they would arrive as soon as we had ended our quarantine in the service department. This would be kitchen equipment and clothing, as we packed only sweatpants, knowing we wouldn't need anything nice during our quarantine time. We only packed one set of nicer clothes for the day we would move from the hotel to the service apartment. Second, sea freight. Everything else. We had learned from our move to China and, and wanted to take everything with us. And then the third part was storage. Things we definitely wouldn't need in Vietnam, like my art studio, skiing equipment and most furniture. We had been told that renting furniture furnished is better in Vietnam. So all these things worked out well. We happily packed and sorted all the things out. After everything was packed, we sat in an empty house supported by our wonderful neighbors. They brought beddings and mattresses and invited us over for food. The house would be rented out. A real estate agent would take over once we had left. Builders were supposed to paint, freshen the walls and ensure the house looked nice. I have to admit, it felt good to go without worrying about this part. And these people are having a special place in our heart as they really all work together as a team. And so on August 2nd, we left for the airport, had to take a corona test and were only allowed to board with a negative test result. On the morning of August 3rd, we got the negative test result and went to the check-in. By this time, we were exhausted from all this tension of deadlines. Most pressure was on my husband's shoulders as I couldn't help much. We had to hand in a pile of documents at the check-in desk. I was standing a little back with the kids and heard the guy at the counter saying, where's the invitation letter? And husband saying, it should be with you. Many officials were standing around as this was the only flight going to Vietnam for the next six months and you could feel the tension. Suddenly everyone behind the counter was looking for this letter. To me, it felt like ages. And what did I do? I had tears running down my face. Thankful for my face mask, trying to ensure the kids wouldn't realize. They were dealing with their own emotions as they didn't want to leave Germany. They had met, made wonderful friends in the last four weeks. You remember the last four weeks? But they found the letter. We got our boarding passes and went to the gate. And here I called Sandra. You all heard now from my very first interview and said, Sandra, we made it. We are checked in. Nothing can go wrong now. Our new life in Vietnam will start. Well, you can probably sense that this wasn't the end. So we boarded the flight and sat down in our seats. The flight was fully booked with business people and families with children from newborns to teenagers, all sorts of nationalities. I've never felt such strange atmosphere on a flight. Or maybe it was just me. There was this feeling of excitement and relief, but also anxiety. 
After a surprisingly long wait, the pilot greeted us. We were still standing at the gate, saying there was an issue with the landing permission in Saigon, but this should be solved in a minute. And so we were waiting. After approximately 20 minutes, a guy came on board, sat down, and we started. Off to a new adventure. My husband and I were sitting together and the kids sat next to each other, simply for them to play with each other. It was a 12-hour flight. An hour before the landing procedure, the crew started to get the cabin ready and I was watching the plane approaching our new home on a monitor in front of my seat. Our flight was going closer to Ho Chi Minh City. It was exciting. And suddenly, the plane started circling over Cambodia. But as we were close to our final airport, it wasn't something unusual. After the fourth or fifth circle, the pilot made the following announcement. Unfortunately, we have no landing permission for Ho Chi Minh City. We don't know why. This, they might be still asleep. At this point, we can't land in Phnom Penh, the capital of Cambodia, either. But trying to fly back to Bangkok, Thailand, and hope they will permit us. Please recount. All of Asia had stricken corona rules and took them seriously. I have to admit, this was very concerning. We swapped seat and I sat beside my son, Why we did that, I don't know, but I was seriously scared that no one would give us landing permission. I wasn't sure what would happen next. Husband calmed me down and said that we would have enough petrol on board to fly back to Germany. No idea if he just said that, but I took it as a fact. Still being scared, we could crash. It took all my energy not to show any feelings, making jokes with the kids that we might have dinner with their friends back home. I'm still determining how long this all took. Maybe an hour, but to me, it felt more like a day. Until the pilot said we would land in Bangkok, which was a relief because at least there would be ground under our feet. After we landed, the pilot announced that by law, the crew, was, crew wasn't allowed to fly to an, for another, I can't remember if he said 12 or 24 hours, but I remember it was long. And he doesn't know if we would be allowed to embark the plane. But... To shorten this, yes, we were allowed in the airport building. And everyone who thinks now that Bangkok Airport is beautiful, well, we were allowed to go to the gate, not any further. So we have never seen the beauty of the Bangkok Airport. And again, there were around 200 people, babies and teenagers, and no one complained. Can you imagine? No one. No one said a word. Everyone just walked in, found a seat, Most people had grabbed their pillows and cushions from the and, and blankets from, from the plane and just sat down and waited. Looking back, I sometimes think that we all who were on this flight went through so much that we were too tired to ask questions. Because remember, it was it must have been for each and every one of us a month of preparation to be on this flight. I contacted the real estate agent and told her not to rent out the house until we arrived in Saigon. I was expecting to fly back home. But we didn't get any further information. The airport staff was fabulous. In minutes we had all water and within an hour we got food. They brought us out vending machines with snacks and tried everything to make us feel as comfortable as possible. I was talking about this to Esther. 
I had posted on Facebook that we were stranded in Bangkok and she texted me saying that it seems that our flight was scheduled to go towards Saigon 22 hours later. At least there was some hope that we would eventually arrive in Vietnam. In the end, we really stayed there for 22 hours. And I only heard an hour before our departure that we would fly to Saigon. We finally got landing permission. This was such a big relief. I contacted a real estate agent. I contacted all my friends and said, we are flying. We are going to Saigon. If you have the same question we had, <laughs> no, we don't know if we started in Frankfurt without landing permission or if the landing permission was taken away where we arrived. I think this question will never be answered. What still is the most fascinating part of this time at the airport, the atmosphere was so calm. No one complained, not even the families with babies. We were all sitting there and waiting for what would happen next. Even I, who am tends to panic, was just relaxed. And so, again, we boarded our plane towards Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, ready to start our new life. Well, and does it get less exciting from here? Well, of course not. But I will talk about this in the next episode. And I promise it won't take months. <laughs> take good care. My name is Tina and I'm the host of this show. Thank you.